0: are now listening to a very special message from Joy Community Church. Morning, Joy. So, so great to be back in the house of the Lord. Boy, did I miss you terribly. Thank you. I expect my sister to say that. Thank you. One of the things that um, I was... Um, as I was worshiping and I really felt the Father heart of God for joy. I just had tears in my eyes up here as I was worshiping and I could just sense the pleasure of the Lord upon us. Do you understand what I just said? The pleasure of God upon us. The Father's heart is that we care for each other. The Father's heart is that we carry each other's burdens. And the Father's heart is that we extend um, our love, our appreciation, and our resources to others. And joy has been hit. We've been hit. To deny that would be foolishness. But one of the things that I love about joy and I've witnessed about joy is we rise up together. And we rise up in the power, we rise up in grace, and we rise up in the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ for one another. And I personally have been the benefactor of so much love, personal care, uh, just connection, um, great food. Thank you, Jesus, for the great food. And um, just the hospitality of Joy's heart. And it didn't just come to us because we're pastors. There were many families hit over the last several weeks. And many people's needs were met through various people. And I just want to say, as your papa, you made me proud, folks. You made me proud. I think it's the tangible things of faith that bring us together. I think it's the tangible things of love. the the nurturing and the respect and the honor that is in this congregation that sustains us through the difficult times. And we've had difficult times over the last several uh, months, perhaps even a year. Many of our people are battling for their lives at this moment. Some of them are on Facebook. Some of them can't be on Facebook right now. And they're battling for their lives And because we continue to pray, because we continue to activate our faith, because we continue to trust in a loving Father, even when we don't understand, as we sang about, we don't understand outcome, we still believe in trust. Amen? Amen? And we're going to continue to do that. And I just, I want to express my appreciation and my love and just say thank you for the way you're caring for one another. And I'm, I'm coming around. I, I, I know that I'm, I don't have COVID, but I'm telling you, I was whipped. I, it, I was, it was not good. And, uh, and it's not been good for Pastor Greta either. But God is our God. He is our rock. He is our fortress. We're not trusting in ourselves. We're trusting in him at this moment. We know he will bring breakthrough, not only to our family, but to all those suffering with illnesses, diseases, and we're talking life-threatening diseases at this moment, and COVID as people recover. So I just want to cry out to the Lord for a touch right now, for those who need that right now. Can we do that together, please? Heavenly Father, we are honored that you continue to extend the father, your Father's heart to us in our time of trouble and need. We never want to take for granted that personal care that you provide through one another. We thank you, Father, for depositing your heart in this congregation, how this congregation rises in these moments at times of tragedy, where people lose loved ones, where people are facing terminal illness, where life is in the balance, where people are healing from various surgeries. We pray today for wholeness. We we pray today for health. We pray for you to come through in a mighty way and provide deliverance and healing through the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come and we activate our faith together and we know that you reward those who diligently seek you with faithful hearts. Would you answer our request today and touch this community of believers, this community called Beechwood, and this community called Rochester, New York. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. amen. Isn't God good? He is amazing. Well, today I uh, want to continue in our sermon series, In His Image, and I want to talk to you about favor in His image, favor in His image. And I want to take you to 1 Chronicles chapter 6, and I want to look at verses 22 to 27. Can you turn there with me, please? Or if you can look up at the screen, that would be good as well. And the word reads this in First Chronicles chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. People want approval, people want acceptance, and will do any number of things to achieve that purpose. It is one thing to see the fleeting approval of a parent, a spouse, a friend, or an employer. It is something infinitely more to seek and experience the favor of God as you live and represent, are restored, and you boast in his image. I agree with the words of C.S. Lewis when he stated How God thinks about us is infinitely more important than how we think about God. The promise of God's favor is the promise only possible by the work of Jesus Christ our Lord. That is when we truly experience an approval that restores our lives. Philip Cameron says that favor is not a feeling. And it's not something that we can earn. It is a gift from God, a blessing from the Lord. Favor requires your faith, your faith to see beyond where you currently are, trusting in the Lord to see you through. When God makes his face shine upon your life, you encounter his favor. Let me just say that again. When God shines his face upon your life, you encounter his favor. Today I want to discuss how God's face is currently shining on your life and how you can encounter the favor of his image. Verses 22 to 24 and verse 27 share with us how God commands His blessing over your life. We are in a season when we need God to command His blessings over our lives. He purposely increases our spiritual, emotional, physical, and relational prosperity. And His desire is to keep us from harm. We read that in Psalm 145 too. When you look at that word blessing in those three verses... It means to salute, congratulate, thank, praise, and kneel down. God kneels down to personalize his pleasure, his desire, his delight. And he longs for you and I to know he is favorable towards us. And we are pleasing and we are desirable to God. And he desires to satisfy us with his pleasure, his delight, and his favor. The Lord's blessing is described as his face. And the word face actually represents his image. And so when you are standing within his presence, which is his image, and when you are looking into the face of God, which is his image, There is a blessing that shines upon your life. Whenever God declares his names, he comes with the purpose of blessing his people. We see that in Exodus chapter 20, verse 24, but we also see that in verse 27. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. I will delight. I will show pleasure. I will personalize my blessing, by extending intimacy in relationship with them. I will mark them with my name. You are marked with the name of God Almighty. You are marked with the name that is above every other name. You are marked with a name that has authority over your life. And that authority welcomes you to continually walk in the presence, in the image, and to see the face, which is another aspect of his image, of God. That's when we know that as we walk intimately, there's a reflection of that face that shines upon our life with his pleasure and his approval. You bring pleasure to God, and you have won his approval as his sons and daughters. Franklin Roosevelt, who often endured long receiving lines at the White House, complained that no one really paid attention to what he had said to them or what was being said. So one day during a reception, he decided to try this experiment. To each person who passed down the line, as he shook their hand, he murmured, I I murdered my grandmother this morning. And the guests responded with phrases like, Marvelous. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Mr. President. God bless you, sir. And it was not until the end of the line, while uh, while greeting the ambassador of Bolivia, that his words were actually heard. And unshaken, the ambassador leaned over and whispered to President Roosevelt, I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) When God commands the blessing, He wants us to pay attention to its significance. When God is speaking blessing, when God is placing blessing, when God is calling forth blessing, do not take it lightly. Embrace it. Hold on to it. And allow it to shape and mold your heart, your mind, your spirit in the moment of your life at that moment. God is desperate to communicate his blessing. God is desiring to release his blessing. God longs for his body to understand that his name, Almighty God, has blessed your life. He doesn't flatter you with words just to affirm you. He speaks life-giving words to build your faith and edify you. Amen? Amen. And we are in a season where we need to be built up. We need to be edified. We need to be restored in our faith so that when the times of difficulty come, we stand firm in the blessing of an almighty God. And we can look the enemy right in the eye and say, you are a defeated liar. Come on, folks. Wake up this morning. Smell the coffee. We need to acknowledge something about the blessing of God. The favor of God. This is why the attack is so great. Because when Christians, when believers in Jesus Christ, who've been bought with the price of the blood of the Lamb, understand that they've been cleansed, they've been renewed, they've been forgiven... And they've been restored for purpose. Not just for a blessing, but to be a blesser. Amen? And so, what the enemy doesn't appreciate about people who walk in the favor of God is that they become weapons in the hands of the Lord. And they, through their prayers, through their lifestyle, through their giving, through their service, through their character... Through their godly, righteous living, they disrupt and disarm the enemy's weapons and establish godly righteousness wherever they are planted. How many of you want to be people who establish the blessing of God where you live? I do. Amen? Amen? God's blessing is like a righteous shield. That sustains us with divine protection. We see that in Psalm 5, verse 12. God's blessing on our life causes others to fear his person and his ways. Psalm 67, verse 7. And God blesses those who fear his name. Psalm 115, verses 12 to 13. When we acknowledge that God our Father has blessed us, With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, we can disrupt the enemy's strategy to rob us of that blessing. Some of us just need to stand our ground right now. Stand up, everybody, right now. Come on. Be bold with me. And say, I am taking my stand in the boldness of God, and I receive the blessing." Lift up your hands and say, I receive the blessing. I am receiving it today, right now. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his blessing. Praise the Lord. He commands his blessing over you. We see in verse 25 here, if you read it with me. Verse 25. The Lord make his face. There's the image of God. It's a personal image. It's an appro- his eyes are approving. When he looks at you, he looks at you already restored in him. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. There, that word gracious is the favor of the image. So his face, his image, is filled with approval and pleasure and favor, and today it's shining on you as a person, on me as a person. God confirms his favor through his pleasure and his, appear- and his acceptance. When God makes his favor to shine on your life, It means he's shining on your home. He's shining on your family. He's shining on your career. And he's shining on all your relationships that you interact with. They are covered with his favor. The scriptures confirm this that the favor is God's salvation. That God's favor is his mercy, his grace, his restoration. And his favor is revelation. It's found through his word. The various scriptures I've given you in your notes to back that up. When we look at this word here, where it says his face shine upon you. And that word shine is really essential to understand. Because it's speaking, that word Shine is speaking not only of the face of God shining, but it's a picture for you and I to understand the face of God, the image of God, because it's also related to the shining of the sun. God wills it that his face shines. And when you desire to seek his face, he chooses to flash his light in your direction. And God's shining never goes out. Oh, the sun rises and the sun sets. Darkness comes. But God's light never goes out. He confirms his pleasure. He confirms his approval, his compassion, his protection, and his peace. So what do we look like when God shines on us? When God shines on us, we shine. We call that his countenance. You have the countenance. People will say your countenance represents something so joyful of the Lord. Your countenance is down or you look, you look low or depressed or lonely. Your countenance is wounded. But when God's countenance is upon you, shining upon you, it lifts you and you shine. And we see that because in Exodus 34, it discusses the shining face of Moses. Moses is up on Mount Sinai with God. He's taken up the tablets that God asked him to cut to prepare to rewrite the Ten Commandments that were written once before. So he's up there for 40 days and 40 nights. He's fasting, and he's in the presence of God. He's in... He's seeing the reflection of God. And so he's up there and he comes down the mountain and his face is beaming. Like some of you out there today, you're beaming. Some of you need to start beaming. And so here he is and he's coming down the mountain and he's reflecting the 40 days of what he has just spent with. You have to understand that there was the pleasure of God at that moment. There was the revelation of God at that moment because those tablets were empty when they went up. And the revelation occurred in the presence of God as he laid out the Ten Commandments. Never minimize, when you're with God, the power of God's word. Never minimize and think lightly of the revelation of God when you're in the word of God and the word sparks something in your soul. He's saying to you, my face is shining on this moment. He's speaking to you through revelation. He's increasing at that moment when his face is shining on you a deeper Devotion. And he's transforming through the word, through the spirit of being in his presence, he's transforming the natural man into a spiritual person. He's taking away the natural behaviors of the old man and he's transforming it into his likeness and image as you reflect. And see God. And so when Moses is coming down the mountain, they're not seeing who they used to see. What do people see of you each day? You? Or more of Jesus? After 40 days and 40 nights, they saw something they had never seen before. They knew, Mo. Actually, they knew. Because they were led by him. But this was a moment they had never seen before. And that was a reflection of God they had never seen before. And when people come into your sphere and they react, it's usually because of who you are in God, Jesus Christ. They either will respond Because they're like spirited, or they react and are repulsed because it's God. Some of the Israelites were repulsed, and some knew that God was with him. So much so that they didn't want to see his face. Remember that when you are in the presence of the living God, that some of his shine rubs off on you. Even after you go about the rest of your day, you're still shining. It's so neat to be with people who reflect the image of God. It's So neat to know when people have been in the presence of God and you can be with them and they're just reflecting that and that's when the fruit of the Spirit really comes alive. You want a reflection of the image of God and you are with somebody who has spent time with Jesus and there is joy overflowing and there is peace flowing from their spirit and there's faith and it's solid and there's hope in their, in their heart despite what they're going through and there's compassion and a love that transforms a moment. There's unbelievable endurance, patience. I don't have a lot of that, by the way. I need more of God right now. I have some other things, but that's one fruit, boy. I've got to let Jesus work in my soul. I wanted it yesterday and he forgot about it. You know, that's how I treat him. It's true. So just remember, your goal is to shine. To shine the spirit of the living God forth. We see in verse 26 that God confidently shines his favor despite the night seasons. Let me explain what I mean by that. In verse 26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And this also the word countenance, is also a picture of the rising of the sun. And at the same time that it indicates that there's a rising of the sun, there also is an indication that there's the setting of the sun and that the sun settles into night. The idea that the sun uh, implies it's always shining, but we can't always see it. And what it's indicating also, if you, if you study that one verse, is that um, we will go through seasons where we simply cannot see God. Because the sun has set and night has come. Sometimes our spiritual walk gets dark because nighttime always has to come. we can't lose heart during the nighttime there is hope remember remember since god created the world morning has always followed evening amen and so no matter how dark and dreary and difficult your life situation might be at this moment the sun will rise again god will shine his face upon you We have to wait it out, and the sun will rise again. I like what Dr. Kenneth Ulmer said. He said, nighttime is that time in your spiritual walk when everything you know to be true about God is put to the test. Can I tell you I've been tested? This last year in our family, I've been tested in more ways than I have ever hoped to be tested. And the things that I took for granted in my spiritual walk with the Lord, it has been stretched. I've been called on the carpet for. I've been changed inside. And, some, and I'm just finding out some of the new changes. And they're unnerving at times. But you know what? I don't want to be what I was. I want to be what he's, he said he transformed me into. And that is his image, his likeness. It's uncomfortable when you're tested. Trials are not comfortable. Tribulation is not comfortable. And yet, in the midst of it, there's such a spirit of hope. There's such a clinging to God in those moments. I think it was Friday morning. God had put all the sick people of joy on my heart. And I just began to pray for all of them. And I, I have always my phone book with me because I don't always remember everybody. And I just started going through the phone book and just praying for person after person. And I just felt the burden of the Lord just released from my heart. But I also felt a breakthrough in the spirit realm. I just stayed there and just kept praying. And then I went back because I, I said, I, don't, I, I want more for that person. Lord, they deserve more right now. They've gone through the ringer and I'm praying for more of you in their life right now. I'm praying for an increase, Lord God, in their life. Can you come in a big way, Lord God? And wherever they're at, whatever they need, whatever they need, come to them right now, Jesus. It was a glorious time to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a wonderful time thinking of it. I remember just uh, asking this question to the Lord. It was an honest question. I said to the Lord, "I think it was Friday morning. <laughs> you know, Lord, when life grows dark and stormy, are you? Do you really take notice?" And then He brought me to a visit I had two weeks ago or three weeks ago. When Jim Dalmage and I went to visit Estelle Brunsfield, and she's, she's in a season of night and darkness. But when you're with her, you don't see darkness. You see the shining of God's glorious presence all around her. She was glowing, Jesus. I'm like, this woman is terminally ill and she's going to start preaching to Gemini. and I. And she was letting us know who she believed in, who she was trusting in, who her deliverer was, who her healer was, and she wasn't giving in to anything that anybody said about her health. She knew her Redeemer, and she was walking close to him at this moment. And whatever he determined, she was okay with. But right now, I choose to live. I mean, she told us. So I went what are we here for? (laughs) She was letting us know. I know the answer. I know the answer is Jesus. And she knew he was capable of delivering her and healing her. And it was evident to me as I sat there and I watched this woman who loved the Lord all her life and just realized she has Jesus shining on her right now. His presence was all around her. And we were being welcomed into her bubble, into the presence of God. And we walked out of there shining. I got in the car and went, Whoa! that was exciting, Lord. Because she was so focused on her restorer, Jesus Christ. She was confident that God's in God's pleasure, she was confident in God's delight, she was confident in God's acceptance, she knew that she was in a night season, but despite the night, God was shining upon her life. And that really backs up, that thought is backed up in Psalm 139 verses 11 and 12. It just confirms what We witness that day. It says, if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. That helped me, that scripture. That was revelation to me. I'm like, oh, how did I forget that? I think that when I'm in a time of testing and tribulation and difficulty, God's removed His presence. God's removed His approval when all along, night and day mean nothing to God. They're the same. And so His face and His Son is always shining upon my life. And He's shining upon you as well. Amen? Amen. Don't let the enemy deceive you. (coughs) Excuse me, please. And tell you, That you do not have the, you have the disapproval of God or you're a filthy sinner and because you're a filthy sinner, he's removed his presence from you. When God's testing your faith, when God's testing your character, when God's testing who you're going to worship at this moment, press in. Press in, I say. Press in and discover that God will release his image, his presence, his face, and he will shine forth upon you his favor. Scripture, this scripture proves that you're all going to face spiritual nights in your journey. That darkness and light will occur in different seasons, but they really don't make a difference to God. You know why I thought about that? Because God doesn't see in the natural He sees in the Spirit. He doesn't see the way we see. And what we need, He sees. And when He sees through His Spirit, He ministers through His Spirit. And it transforms the situation we're actually encountering at that moment. God sees where you're at today. He knows where you're at. He knows what you need. He's concerned, and his face is shining on you at this moment. At this moment. And he delights to release his approval upon you. Amen? Amen. As I was with Estelle, I said, Lord, there's something about that lady that is so uniquely herself. What is it that delights? that causes you to delight in her because your whole spirit has consumed her. The Lord spoke and said, her faith does not waver. Her faith does not waver. I went, that is what I want in my life. I don't know about you, I can be so flippant at times, especially when I'm facing difficult times and turbulent times and just, you're just getting hit with this and that and, You're just like, what is up? I can't take anymore. Well, she's at that breaking point right now. Can I tell you? But God says, Mrs. Estelle has not wavered in her faith. Let that be a lesson to you. It was a lesson to me. She's strong. She's mighty. Oh, she she may be very ill. She's still strong and mighty. Why? Because God's face is shining on her. His approval, his delight, his pleasure have marked her life in this moment of tribulation. It's, It's precious. When you are in the dark seasons of your life, the one thing you have to depend on is what God has already said to you. If he said he would never leave you or forsake you, then he must be with you in the darkness as well as in the light. If he's said to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, God is confidently at that moment, shining his favor into the darkness, into the storm to equip you to resist the enemy that he might flee. I say, resist the enemy so he might flee and you would be bathed in the presence of God. Vernon Howard said this, Never fear to deliberately walk through the dark places, for that is how you reach the light on the other side. Amen? Welcome God into the midst of your night times. Though it may be a turbulent time, don't let the darkness turn you inward. And that's what I was so pleased about with joy over these last several weeks, is that people were turning outward. They were reaching out of their own hurt, of their own need, of their own illness, out of their own situation. And they were blessing, and they were encouraging, and they were being, what? Walking in the image of God. For one another. That's powerful, folks. That's life-giving. That's scriptural. And it delighted the Father's heart. Don't let darkness turn you inward, let it turn you upward. Our natural inclination is to preserve, is to keep ourselves safe. And God is saying, think upward. And as you think upward, I'll let you go and extend your hands outward. Amen? Amen. Don't go inward, go outward, so you can go outward. Amen. Amen. God is good. When God makes his face shine on your life, you will encounter God's favor. Now, when you look at this blessing, there's three fruits that I want to just remain a place in your hands three fruits that are yours from this blessing. First of all, God's protection, God's pardon, and God's peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we've had in your presence today. We know that your face is shining upon us. Your countenance has rested on us, and you've been gracious to us. We thank you, Lord, that you've marked us with your name and that your peace that passes all our human understanding will guard our hearts, minds in the storms, in the darkness, and in the turbulent moments of our lives. Lord, we lift up Joy Community Church. We lift up our extended families. We pray, Father, for your face to shine upon your people today, and that you would be gracious to us, and Lord, that you would lift up your countenance upon us and provide that peace that can transform where we're currently at in this moment of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Let his face shine upon you as you walk in the favor. Of his image. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at joycc.info